0: COLD POP! Pop!
1: What's up to all our sidekicks and henchfolk out there in the geek nation? You're currently tuning into the Cold Pop Podcast live stream, AKA spoiler alert, episode 762, wherein we will review a couple of these past week's comics, as well as talk about some fun pop culture topics for your listening and viewing and feet rubbing pleasure. Uh, probably, I'm going to assume Hawkeye, the TV show. I'm your host, Johnny Destructo. Uh, of Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex, located at 4327 Main Street in Philadelphia, PA, a super rad, dope-ass shop which caters to nerd and nerd-adjacent individuals of all shapes and sizes. (sighs) Joining me tonight is Brian Lieb. Hey. And Noel. Sup? Sup? Saw dude? Are you um? Are you
0: Anyways, happy? Uh, oh, man, I I I did a like a slow uh, uh uh. So you didn't keep going. Are you happy that I oh, stopped? Was that right? a visual thing? No, no. It was it was oh. noises. It was, it was noises. Oh. <laughs> it was
1: great
0: uh, communication, into Getting yeah. rhythms. Yeah. <laughs> I'll um I'll paint you a picture know, next time.
1: This is the I best segue ever. But what? I'm afraid that the rhythm is going to get me. The rhythm is going to get you. Tonight? Rhythm is going to get right. you.
0: Scoop doop doodle yep. derps. Uh, no, I just anyway, joined, I just, thank you to everyone oh, joining.
2: Alright, you ready?
0: I, uh, I just One, wanted to two, ask. Three, it's been, it's I am been, also going to say been, something while <laughs> other people are saying <laughs> no, something. This is, this is why we all record um <laughs> our isolated. It's been, <laughs> it's been two weeks in a row, or like three weeks in a row, that I didn't write fucking gibberish. And I wanted to know if You'd like to return to gibberish, or
1: I like. Just, well, I don't need the gibberish, but I like the questions. I like the
2: questions. Yeah, Yeah, right.
1: questions are nice. All right. Oh, I have a question, yeah. Brian. Yeah. Do you listen to scores of films? Ah. Uh, End of question. I have.
2: I wouldn't say that I listen to scores of films. Oh, no, no, no. But I, I don't, have you some piece of shit.
1: It's
2: a. Is a relevant Do you listen famous. to
1: film scores
2: no if you <laughs>
1: if
2: you listen to the second half oh you'll get it huh. I have a
0: few second half unnecessary instrumental first half should have been the answer
2: I have a few instrumentals from film scores but I have no I have never set out to listen to a film score you know what I mean huh. I have London calling from uh, Star Trek into Darkness which was an oh. awesome. Uh, version um the superman theme like uh, you know i mean that's just in itself uh oh it's amazing and maybe one more or so but
0: um,
1: okay
2: yeah
0: cool no same question um yeah uh there's a yeah i do i listen to scores of film scores uh mm-hmm. just vast magnitude of film scores for various reasons um for our, I don't know if you guys noticed during the cocktail hour of our wedding reception, my wedding reception, we exclusively played our favorite film scores. So while people were having drinks, it was everything from the Superman score to like Jurassic Park, some Star Wars, a little a little dash of of uh, John Carpenter, just mm. all in there. Sweet. Yeah, I listened to. Yeah, him I listened to. Yeah, same. Also I listen to a, a lot of film instrumental
2: scores. TV show theme songs.
0: There are very. I got a
2: couple of those too.
0: I mean, I it's it's typically some, like I listen to them to be um, engaging background music, so they have to be longer than thirty seconds a clip oh, yeah, for yeah. the most part. So it's not. I usually don't listen to television and film scores because the cues are usually really short. So it's like, it's just a little taste, and it's like not worth it.
1: I. I just put the Night Court theme music on. That's one of the ones that I have. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. It's like jazz. Uh, Seinfeld jazz, essentially. uh, Yeah, I listen to a lot of scores as well. Uh, On the way home from picking up my son in New Jersey, we listened to the Shang-Chi score. Oh, indeed. Which is lovely. All right, let's see. Uh, Notes. Here we go. Uh, anyway, thank you to everyone li- listening to us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. If you like what we're doing, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Um, comics block, here we go! We're just getting right into it, son. Black Panther number one from Marvel Comics. Written by John Ridley with art by Juan Cabal. Secrets from T'Challa's past have come back to haunt him. Fresh from returning from his travels in space, Black Panther receives an unexpected and urgent message from Wakandan's secret agent. Now, T'Challa must race the clock, not only to save his agent, but also to keep his true agenda under wraps. Because if the truth comes out, it could cost T'Challa everything. Uh, Okay, so a little bit of background, because you asked... I was really excited when ta Coates was taken over Black Panther many years ago. And uh, he, is, he is a writer of some renown. I enjoy his no- uh, the one novel of his that I've read, Between the World and Me, I think it's called. And um, I was really excited about it. I was like, ooh, here we go. This is my jumping on point for the Black Panther. And I found it to be exceedingly dry. Uh, a little sleepy. It's took a little while to get where it was going and I didn't particularly care I didn't stick with it very long I gave up um but I do like John Ridley's comic book work uh really one of my favorite series from the last year uh two years is uh the the, uh, uh, other history other side other history of DC universe thank you uh, by John Ridley. And uh, boy, that is a great series. And I was really excited for this. And I was not disappointed. This first issue I was, I thought was engaging. The art was really nice. Uh, I really liked there was... Um, John Ridley is not afraid to show T'Challa in a light that I haven't seen him in before. Um, he's kind of a dickhead. Uh, Noel and I were talking about how the conversation with Cap and him... Was this really strange kind of um, antagonistic conversation? And T'Challa, being a monarch, I, I believe at the end of the last um, series, at some point they decided to try democracy Apparently. as opposed to a monarchy. And um, he's he's not into it. He's like, ah, oh, these people need a leader. They need a monarch. They need a king. They need to they need to be told what to do. People should not be left to their own devices. So I thought that was kind of interesting. You know, as a guy who is a king, has been a king for a very long time, it makes sense that he would be like, eh, it was better when I was running shit. And there is so, some um, merit
2: to that political philosophy, like a benevolent and exceedingly qualified king would have many things over a democratically mob-chosen um, elected official. Um But it stipulates that that person is both benevolent and exceedingly qualified, which in the real world is difficult to guarantee. But T'Challa is those things. You know what I mean? And we know this because we are told this and it's a fictional universe that we have (laughs) that kind of window into. So you can see where it's coming from, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I just thought it was a really, really strong start. Uh, I'm actively interested in reading this Black Panther series. But since, since you're here, Brian. Yeah. What would you think of it?
2: Uh, I enjoyed it also. Um, Yeah, it was interesting. That point that you mentioned was the thing that stood out uh, a great deal to me. Um, I I think I felt a little bit like I didn't know what was going on when they abruptly switched to those two agents. And that may be because I'm not aware of what T'Challa is up to these days, like the ins and outs of it. So, it's a fine line, right? Should they have introduced that a little bit more or not? When those two agents, right? Um, Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, Should they have introduced that a little bit more or not? Or was it all right being told uh, when we were? Um,
1: I I thought the same thing. I thought, oh, this must be something that was set up in the previous uh, issue or previous uh, series. I don't think it was. By the end of it, yeah, I don't think so. It's yeah.
2: It, it's tough to fault, right? Because if you are a regular reader, and there is a certain amount of comics that is just for the regular reader, um, then you know, should they set everything like that up, and they did tell you what was going on, it was really just me second guessing the story that was being told because I didn't know what was happening. I I and didn't I finish. Known.
0: I didn't finish the uh, the ta Hase- run I, I read the first fourth of it and I have the rest of it like waiting to finish I just presume because it had to do with like the intergalactic empire being started and stuff also uh, I just I just presumed that one of the status quo changes was that now Wakanda is a monarchy with a parliament as a, like like the UK as opposed to just a monarchy so I just oh I just, yeah I just that wasn't the part it.
2: that that threw me it was those two agents
0: Oh, uh, um, I, who are they? I didn't, for some reason when I was reading, like I said, I didn't finish the last one, but for some reason when I was reading that one, when I was reading this, I didn't, I didn't assume that I was supposed to know. It felt like a spy movie, cold throw in. Uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't presume I, if they didn't tell me who they were, like within three or four pages then I would have been like, who the fuck are these people? But they got into it pretty quickly.
2: I think for me it was the fact that they were talking about, like, they were having an affair. Mm -hmm. But actually they were talking about betraying T'Challa. He told them not to get together. I think that's what threw me. I was like, this seems to have nothing to do with what's going on. And they're talking about, like, they have this pre-existing kind of relationship. Um, But, you know, we find out by the end.
1: Yeah, Uh, I was totally, I had the same questions. I had the same questions. Uh, But then by the end of the issue, all my my questions were answered. And I was like, oh, okay, that was on purpose. So have- nothing oh oh the art you said the art was good oh yeah yeah
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. um yeah. yeah i thought it was uh you know it's kinetic i like the way the figures are drawn you know it's not doing anything crazy with the panels except for the last page which is pretty cool um the way that the wording i think am i ready yep.
0: the is old school what i'm
2: assuming is like a uh
0: of- it's the old school I mean, Jeff Johns preview. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. this year yeah. in Black Panther. Um Yeah, uh, Juan Cabal, the artist. He um the only other place that I kind of known them from is some fill ins for Venom. But they did the uh <gasps> this most recent run of Guardians by Al Ewing, which was pretty darn good. Um but uh I was I also was excited for this book, but not necessarily uh, i you uh jd you mentioned um our enjoyment of uh uh the secret history or the sorry that um other, other history of DC other, the other history of the universe i did not take that as a indication that this would be a good comic though because the format of that book is prose so i like it the, the format was just completely different so like there was still a little bit of fear that like novelist however he did do a lot of i mean i'm also enjoying his batman stuff he did do a lot of the next batman stuff that was like the the first series was great i have not liked second son and i have not liked and it's mainly because of art but all those digital firsts that he was working on with with the character i've not enjoyed at all so it's so this was like a mixed bag like it could have gone either way like it could be as amazing as this or just as like fine as the next son miniseries or like the the next batman miniseries and I'm so glad that it fell a little bit further on the on the left. Like, I enjoyed this a lot. This was really really cool.
1: This artwork reminds me cool. a little bit of Russell Dodderman.
0: Yeah. Very much.
1: Yeah, it's really really cool. Yeah, this um, was really strong. It's really strong first issue. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited.
2: This panel, you cool know, here I didn't nice. notice this while I was oh, reading, yeah. but the panels kind of um, like a falling building almost, you know, uh-huh. jumbled a little bit.
0: I like yeah. I like T'Challa being in this. Um, the the moral ambiguity the space of moral ambiguity that a, a a earnest leader should be in the needs of the many the needs of the few um and he's not he's not precious about it like he would sacrifice a person to save five people kind of thing and it's just it's mm-hmm. it's usually not directly addressed in comics it's just kind of like around the outskirts or like the the hard decision but really it's just like t'challa would be the one in the room be like no no no, that's what we do done Mm -hmm. like it's it's cool it's a really really cool place to be
1: uh you had something to say about uh, steve and t'challa's back and forth yeah yeah um
0: it was an interesting exchange because both of them were coming off as passive aggressive assholes but Mm -hmm. passive aggressive assholes that have purpose and reason to be assholes And it's just a, um, I don't know if you could pull that off with any other two characters in the Marvel universe because both of them are essentially the epitome of authority within the fictional universe. So only them two would kind of be able to pull that conversation off without either of them being in the wrong or being in the right. Because each one's individual priorities, one being the Avengers, one being the nation of Wakanda, you know, sub the Avengers, are the most important thing to them and they just kind of, Clashed a little. But it was it was so well done because it wasn't neither of them were wrong, neither of them were right, neither of them were the antagonists of the conversation. But both of them sucked a little. And I was like, this is yeah. really well balanced. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't, absolutely. Uh,
2: I didn't read it as like passive aggressive asshole at all. I um, just thought they were there was, having there was, a conversation about what is
0: Steve right I, I, to do. I read it as there's some pieces in there where I read Steve as being um a little mansplainy, a little, a little dude splainy, And then, um, uh, T'Challa being offhanded kind of, I'll give you that, but I know already you kid. Like there's just, there was a lot of back and forth. It was really nice, especially yeah. the hologram afterwards. Like the last conversation of them was, was Steve attempting to dress him down because he was let down and T'Challa being like, I didn't lie to you. I told you
1: what my priorities were. Things change. Like it was very curt, and it was nice. Cap, Cap is like, you are back, aren't you? I mean, no more running around in outer space. Uh, yeah. And then you know, T'Challa is like, yeah, I may be around a little bit too much. And Cap goes, uh, can I have your word on that? Steven, are you questioning me? I'm asking you. We all have other responsibilities, but a leader needs to lead. That's hard to do when you've got one eye on the problem and the other in the middle of the universe. I will to continue to su- my services as the chairperson with an ever-increasing attention to the Avengers. You have my word. Yeah, so, there's some. Yeah, I mean... There's some... Colors there's I don't yeah. see it
0: like
2: that. I mean, oh. there are two people with different points of view. Uh, like, you can... Heavily emphasize it like that and make it sound that way. But um, I I think the only part of that is where he says, can I have your word on that? But even that is, you know, these are two stoic (coughs) men who trust each other. And that's just like, Mm. that's how they talk.
0: Even if it's even if it's read sternly and without emotion, the can I have your word on that is inherently doubting the previous statement that was just made. You're asking for validation. And it goes,
1: the, "Yeah, are you questioning me? Yeah, it's yeah. it's not malicious. It's too yeah. says,
0: opinionated people. You,
2: we all have other responsibilities. Like I want to make sure. Yeah, uh, and also, like, you did, can read it the way you guys are reading it, but I'm I, gonna I'm gonna keep reading it this okay. way. Um, sure, you yeah, know, that's cool. I think it's more in in keeping with their characters and their relationship to each other.
0: Wait, I contest. This is keeping okay. in keeping with their characters, though their utmost authority on what they consider the most important thing at the moment and them coming to terms or coming to heads about it. One be- feeling. Oh, sure. I just do read the, the
2: That's where I, but it's, it's you know. the
0: kind of antagonism that those that have known each other for decades can have with each other. Right. Not you didn't do your work, baby. Hmm. Like it's, I, I feel like these two generals are disagreeing on tactics not capabilities. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I liked yeah, that. Yeah.
1: I liked I mean, I agree on that. Is friction. that
2: they I liked that talking friction. about. They have a difference of opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I don't, I don't. No one thinks they're coming about to come to blows. But this is this uh, is character. I didn't friction. say that either. This you is know.
0: this is character friction. With a different writer, it would have come off as not true to the characters. That was my point. You
1: know what it feels like? It feels a lot like what's happening twixt the three of us now. I think you're both wrong and fucking stupid. So
0: (laughs) I'm going to write a letter to to John Ridley. He's going to respond and he's going to be like, Noel, you were absolutely correct in your assessment as to what I intended the reading of this to be like. And I'm going to frame it. You would do that. I'm going to frame it uh, and show both
1: of you over a live stream. You're going to frame it for murder? Okay. Hulk number one from Marvel Comics, written by Donny Cates with art by Ryan Otley. Immortal... No longer. A brand new creative team delivers a new, colossal-sized era. The uncontrollable rage of the Hulk has reached an all-new oh, level, oh. and and nobody, oh. including the Avengers, is prepared to handle it. But is it really the Hulk that people should be afraid of, or is there something missing to this puzzle? Dude.
2: There's
1: probably something missing to this puzzle. I heard so many good things about Immortal Hulk, and I dipped in, I I read the first chunk of books, and then because my life is a shambles always, I fell off, even though everyone was telling me how great it was, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna catch up, and then I didn't. Um, But I do love Donny Cates, and I love Ryan Otley. So uh, I was actually disappointed that Ryan Otley didn't draw more of the Amazing Spider-Man run that that he was attached to. And hopefully he'll stick around longer for this Donny Cates Hulk. Um, And this is a brand new jumping on point. The Immortal Hulk series is over, although apparently the Hulk is still immortal. uh, And Bruce has come to the realization that he's not immortal, but the Hulk is. And it's a whole new thing. Um, It's it's pulling a little bit from Peter David's run, Mm. where we've got the big... Psychological door Right And you know We kind of put the Hulk Behind the door And he tries to get out Um But there's some Other strange elements Going on here That I Wasn't anticipating I'm gonna start with The Hulk should never Be in armor And it looks Mm. Dumb as hell Every time they do it Mm. I'm trying to remember I think they did it For all new Marvel Or all new All different Marvel And he had
2: Yeah I think that uh, was like Was that Bruce Banner though Or was that Amadeus Cho
0: uh, it was Bruce, but it was, it was like Dr. Banner. Oh. Some, yeah, it was a,
1: but like he would turn into the Hulk and then the Hulk would have like chunks of armor on him. that just look dumb. This also looks very dumb. This, uh, Aww. this Hulk outfit is as dumb looks, as hell. I think it looks wonderful. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I uh, it's, it's in keeping with Donny Cates over the top sort of silliness that I appreciate usually. Um, and maybe I'll grow to appreciate it more. Uh, this this armor. But right now I'm like, oh that looks that looks like something out of Invincible. Yes. Um which is a great series, but a different series. Yeah. And um I do I do like hold on, I'm gonna bring it up. I like the name of this issue, Smashtronaut. Mm-hmm. Uh that's very in keeping with I think the sort of the stuff that Donnie Cates does. Um but basically what it what it posits is what if the Hulk, this entire time, has been protecting us from Bruce Banner. And so Bruce Banner's in control. He has segmented the Hulk and him into three separate personalities that I guess he um, has, I'm not quite sure how it works, but he has created sort of a, f- a psychological
0: just, mansion. Just think Mind Palace, like Stephen King style. Mind Palace. Yeah, no,
2: like Sherlock Holmes style.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that, that works too, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, Um, This isn't Nobody knows what's going on You're in good company JD.
0: Oh okay (laughs) Go ahead Oh well uh, A a couple things Go ahead and finish I'll I'll loop in
1: Oh well I'm just gonna finish with I'm enjoying it Uh, I think this is This is fun And I'm curious to see Where it's going Uh, But it is Like with Venom It's taking some Adjusting on my part (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and did take a the couple Donnie issues for Venom, right? I think
0: it was me like for yeah. six months being like, come on guys, come on guys, come yeah. on guys, come on guys, come on guys. Um, so uh, backpedaling to uh, Ryan Otley on Amazing Spider-Man, that's actually been addressed. That book went double shipping plus and he couldn't keep up, so he tapped out. He literally has said this book is monthly. He intends to be the main artist for the entirety of the run, if not 90% of it. So, Wonderful. they are very cognizant of the fact that this is it. Um, Good. The idea of a lot of the seeds of the, uh, some of the seeds of this are in the Immortal Hulk run. I've read about 30 issues of it. Um, mm-hmm. The way that they approach Banner and his personalities is that it's like a system. They kind of, it's like a timeshare system. And when you're not yeah. on stage, you're backstage. So, yeah. It seems as though just that, you know, the extrapolation of that is that Banner has kind of identified ways to weaponize different stages or personas for his ends. So the idea of being like, well, the Hulk is the ultimate space suit. Fuck it. I'm going to use him like I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to use him like a vessel and his anger like an engine and I'm going to go explore. I think that's rad as fuck. I think that's really, really cool. Um, I don't think it's, it's obviously not going to work. It's going to be it's going to be nasty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is this is not unlike the much less entertaining yeah. uh, Jason Aaron quick run where in order to tell their story, they made Banner the villain and Hulk a victim of Banner's machinations. It didn't really work long term like it. They, it was a stretch to keep making him a matter and matter villain, which was really weird and uncomfortable. So I, I hope that there's more to this than that. Um, yeah. but, uh, but yeah. And I like, I like the armor. I think it's fucking stupid. I like it. I, it's, yeah. it, oh, it ser- cool. yeah, it serves a purpose in the story for me. The idea of him wanting, like, if a scientist wants to turn something organic into something functional, like a vessel, it would require accoutrement. Right. I, I like, it's not just a super suit. It was a, Literally a, uh, I think the helm. It's it was in the Free Comic Book Day issue. The helm is um, a navigation system from AIM, and then like the nodes are, are specifically like a power source thing. Like, yeah, I'm okay with it for now.
2: This yeah, is all this is all too,
0: conditional, that
2: right? Was the way that Banner was doing what he's doing? I don't think it looks very good. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I so this book did not grab me and I was really looking forward to it. Like I've been looking forward to this for a while and I thought it was coming out earlier and I'm like, all right, yeah, the Hulk. And, uh, I don't know. Banner's the, Banner's taken over. It it just feels like not anything that I haven't seen before and wasn't Mm -hmm. into the previous times that I saw it. You know, it's like, well, Banner's the bad guy or is he? Hopefully not. Otherwise, I don't know. It's just... I was looking more for, like, a return to Hulk. And... Yeah. Uh,
1: this is not that.
2: Not... No, not really. Um,
0: what is return so, to Hulk? So, I don't
2: know. Donny Cates has done some cool stuff. Thor was cool. We'll see. Uh,
0: I, uh, I, I... Can I, I... This is for both of you guys. What is a return to Hulk? Because, personally, I've read, I think, f- three or four different modern runs, and... Mm-hmm. I don't know what status quo is for the Hulk for the most part. Like I've there's seen I've seen a wide range
2: of things, right? Like there's yeah. not a status quo, but just sort of and this is not this is not intrinsically out mm-hmm. of it. Um, just when I was reading it, I was kinda like, yeah, oh, this is the direction they're going. Eh, you know. And um, the art is great. I mean the art is phenomenal. Ryan Atlee. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I'd like to try it for a few more issues because uh, <laughs> I like it when I'm reading the Hulk. You know, I like I, I like yeah. the Hulk.
0: It's, trust so, trust yeah. Donny Cates as far as you can throw him when it comes to hyperbole or or selling his own books. But mm. he he has mentioned a couple of times in a lot of these lead-ins um, that he's trying something new with the Hulk and it's all gonna like it, it's gonna be weird at first and please just stick with me for a couple of issues and you'll see what I'm really doing. Like it's all of these. So I feel like he's a creator at this point in his career where he's got enough juice or enough clout to spread shit out instead of like hit with a hook immediately. So I would definitely give this at least, I I'm hoping to give it an arc to kind of see what it feels like, because I didn't like venom at first. I pulled the first three issues and they just kind of sat by the wayside and it wasn't until like four or five that I started reading them and was like, Holy shit, this is, I care about venom. And I, I, I like mean, for me, it will turn now. on
2: whether banner is actually the bad force all along that the Hulk has been
0: protecting. Yeah, that's weird. I, I'm you know not a giant I mean? fan of that. Right.
2: Yeah. Like if that's the case, I'm probably not <laughs> in, but if there's more to it than that, then
0: there was also, there's also like the teases of, um, uh, Cates is writing both uh, Thor and Hulk, and both of them have 60th anniversaries in 2022. So the books are gonna they're gonna touch each other. They're gonna they're gonna fight comic style, naked. You guys read? Hulk, did you guys read uh, uh, Thor this week? No, it was good. Nope.
2: Was there naked
0: fighting? I'm behind. Uh, there's there uh, lots and lots of hammers? Killing people, lots of Death Hammer.
1: Oh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, this book is fun. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely gonna stick with it for sure. Uh, All right, Joy Operations Number One, Dark Horse Comics, writer Brian Michael Bendis, art Stephen Byrne. Fifty-five years from now, Joy is an envoy, a special agent of one of the Jonando Trust. Trusts are corporate-owned cities that are the centerpiece of modern society. She writes wrongs for the trust. She is excellent, perfection, hard on herself, driven, almost legendary in some parts. Until one day a voice pops in her head, trying to get her to portray everything she has ever believed. Boy, oh boy, I could have used this description before reading the comic book. I'm glad Um, I didn't. Ugh. Uh... I, uh, it turns out, um, I didn't realize, I thought I had finished this issue. Uh, turns out I was, like, three pages from finishing it. Oh. Um, but I, I like, I like, uh, I like what I've read so far. (laughs) And, uh, I really like Stephen Byrne. I've been following him on social mediums for, uh, quite a while now. And it's good to see him doing, um, like a big profile (laughs) book. It's really nice artwork. Um, his eyes have a lot in common with Jim Chung's eyes. But, um... It's it's very Bendisy. there's a lot of mostly talk, but I enjoy that. I'm a Bendis fan. I like it when the uh, characters are, you know, gabbing away. So uh, that doesn't bother me. Um, I'm not a completely have hooked. As
2: much of a, <laughs> I'm
1: not completely hooked. But maybe those last three pages will completely hook me if, I, if oh when God, I finish. Uh, uh, well, there is there is a stinger <laughs> in the last page that I was
0: like, oh, like um. Uh, applying a specific um, conflict immediately and not dragging it out. I thought it was pretty cool. I, I'm I'll just straight up. Spoil it. She takes herself to the police. Like, oh, really? Yeah. They immediately just like, so if this character would have completely fallen for and or believed the voice in her head, the new voice in her head immediately, I'd be like, yeah, bullshit. She's supposed to be, you know, the greatest of great security agents, Period. No, she just takes herself yes. in she t- she turns herself in like I can't trust myself. Arrest me.
1: interesting.
0: I think yeah. that that's a solid hook.
2: um you said it, it was uh indice, I believe JD or something yes. of that nature. Um, I found myself pleasantly surprised throughout reading it that it he didn't there was a lot of talking, like you said, but he didn't um I don't know have the rhythm that he normally does there was like one part towards the end i forget what it was but that it sounded like is kind of yeah, I, it's almost aaron sorkin-esque well, the, <laughs> complaint, like back and the, forth.
0: the complaint that i've seen people make is uh i think it was like especially egregious like say in in uh ultimate spider-man where there were some like arguments or long-standing conversations in that book where literally everyone sounded like a sarcastic jewish grandmother yeah, <laughs> like, oy yeah, oy, uh, hu, hu. like a- everyone started sounding every character started sounding the same and they all started sounding like Brian Michael Bendis as opposed to Aunt May notice that I guess uh, it just
2: kind of bleeds into the background for me,
1: you know, uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> no. um, the thing the thing that bothers me sometimes when he gets really into the weeds of writing realistic dialogue, which is yeah. when any, people will um, interrupt each other. 19 times, and, like, within three or four word balloons, nothing is said. It'll be like, I, dot, dot, dot. You know what I, dot, dot, dot. Hey, there. What the no. heck? And, you know, they're, like, interrupting each other, and nothing actually gets said. Where they, it, like, repeat
0: themselves. Worse is that For is me. when he when he does the uh, the pitter-patter stuff. The realistic pitter-patter of... Um, yeah. I went to the shop. You went to the shop. I went to the shop. Where did you go to the shop? Why why did I go to the shop? Why are you asking me why I go to the shop? I went to the shop because I want to get the thing. What thing? The thing that I said I was going to get at the shop. I went to the shop. You went to the oh shop. My God. Like he does that. That's it. People have those that's, conversations, yes. but he'll yeah. write that and it's like I get it. Stop it.
1: It was it was charming at first. Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. Now
1: it's now it's like all right, pump the brakes. It, it was refreshingly there, not interesting in at first. All of this like, is to say this isn't in this book. Enjoyed it.
2: <laughs>
1: no, not so much, just a little.
2: Yeah, yeah. it didn't have that kind of cutesy yes. kind of too, talk.
1: Too cute by half, marriages. guys.
0: Too cute by half. That's the that's the, phrase. Yeah, yeah. that's the official Cold Pop phrase we use when things are too cutesy. That's a, it's too cute by half. Yeah. Um, that that, and, that uh, being said, Behind the sausage. <laughs> sausage curtain. I like, I like that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a dangling sausage. I always pictured it more of a one hand No, 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 it's. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um. And they're wet. I don't know. They're just slimy sausages. Yeah.
2: Go on, anyway. Brian. The uh the book itself, it, that notwithstanding, I still didn't really get yeah. into it. You know, I was like, I don't know. it Kind of seems like a late '90s sci-fi story, which I can get into if told correctly. Don't get me wrong, but um. Yeah, I don't know. I was just kind of... I wasn't hooked in by anything. I I wasn't that drawn into the story. Like, nothing that that engaging happened. The character is just kind of a a blank slate character. Yeah.
1: Uh, What does she do? What does she do? What is the character's job? She's an envoy. I think Um, she's the
2: top security person for the...
0: Gena- the Genando them. Trust. So uh, trusts are um, yeah. corporately owned cities, conglomerates. Let's say ah. Google is a city now, right. Facebook is a city, Apple is a city, yeah. and people live in these cities that are sponsored by these conglomerates. The head of security in each of these trusts is an envoy. That is the the main person. Um, her envoy, or her, her trust, uh, there is... She's out patrolling one night and she starts to get a voice in her head, but it's not just a voice in her head. The voice experiences what she feels and Mm -hmm. it's, it's a little bit more connected. Um, And the voice essentially is trying to convince her that um, the person you're protecting is actually um, encroaching on this delicate balance of trusts and how they relate to each other. She's amassing power. Her technology is faulty. She will, she's hurting people. She will bring down this, this way of life and all of the other trusts and how the the communities jive. So you just have to trust me and kill her. So it's, it's classic, it's classic storytelling, right? You, 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 you take somebody that's ingrained in some sort of belief structure and you damage it. The only real hook here is that it's happening inside of her head. Um, and the, you, we have to just trust that that person is saying it. Stephen Byrne is awesome. Uh, sounds cool. The art looks great. I have loved Stephen Byrne. I, I did. I don't follow him on social media, but I absolutely adored every single goddamn pencil uh, scratch and panel of the Wonder Twins that he did with oh, Mark Russell. Oh, that was
1: him. Nice. His
0: pacing and page layout is perfect for comedy, and him mm. doing like an action book is just so fun to me. And I love the look of the characters too, and the design of the world. Like this character, she's not. She's not twenty five. She's like I was. Yeah, she's wonderful. She's what is she like? Maybe late forties.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe early fifties. That's one of the things that I, I sort of was like. Oh, that's kind of cool. She's like she's uh, a, a woman who has been through some shit and she has been here for a while and she looks it. And I love that. And, I, and
2: she's the envoy.
1: The on, yeah the yeah yeah
2: to that position overnight.
1: And I I wa- I
0: I believe deep down inside of me that if there was five pages of just informational background on how this society works before starting this story, Brian might be more of a fan. Bendis has a really bad habit, or a good habit, depending on the the kind of like David Mamet school of screenwriting where you start scenes midway through and you end them before they overstay their welcome. So he is very much a crash into a scene thing and figure it out later but establishing a completely new status quo in a new world and new rules i don't know if that's as successful that way like yeah. maybe you need a little voiceover maybe you need a fucking grid like a like a hickman style interstitial on just what the fuck trusts are yeah. what like the, uh, all of the trusts yeah. where, where they stand with you're each in other, my a verses ma- a map what? something
1: yeah yeah what, the, what's the, what are verses? Yeah, you know man. what this reads like? Something.
0: This reads like, um, Joss Whedon's, uh, Fray. Like that first, bit. that first, uh, future Buffy story when everyone was using a completely different, unrelatable slang language. And you're like, yeah. Okay.
2: That, that's one of the things that makes it seem, I don't know, like, uh, of an earlier time, uh, is, you know, the trusts and verses are mentioned, um. It's not like that kind of thing wouldn't be done in modern science fiction or older than the 90s science fiction. It just these maybe these particular uh, future words sound older. Um, it wasn't until the end that I figured out what a versus is. Did you guys, did you guys catch her, yeah, it? Yeah,
0: her her, um, her recordings,
1: her diaries. It's like her, a phone, I think. Yeah.
2: Yeah, like that hologram is the
0: versus, oh. I believe.
1: Like the technology of her suit? I think
0: it's more like a body cam mm-hmm. like body cam slash diary slash communications yeah.
1: Yeah. so what what happens here is that she decides to turn herself in but the person who has um, hitched a ride inside her body we discover at the very very end is able to control it now mm-hmm. Yeah. and he's like don't worry about it we'll solve we're, we're gonna save the world together and she's like fucking don't I <laughs> <dad> don't wanna <laughs> do this and he's like, no, nah, it's cool, we're gonna save the world together. Uh, I have control of your body now. So that now that I've read that, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I think this I think this is um a
0: solid zero issue. Like a really good yeah. opening salvo. Yeah. Um I'll be interested and also too, I love that this is just a five issue mini. Like Oh, is it? Yeah, just a five issue mini. Nice. Um they're like they're doing the he called it the Hellboy model, but hopefully with better numbering mini ser- series of... Did, mini- I'm sorry. Did he say hopefully with better numbering? I don't remember. Or maybe is that, that your at all? That was me. Like the Hellboy okay. model of, instead of an ongoing seasonal mini yeah. series. So yeah, I this, is a, this is a, a one story arc, wherever these characters are, maybe they'll be picked up again a year or two from now and a story arc, a story arc, which I, I kind of yeah. dig. I love, I love, I... It's hard these days. There's so many comics. It's hard these days to yep. sight unseen commit to an ongoing. This is, yep. this is cool.
1: Yeah. I'm into miniseries right cool. now. Mm-hmm. Like DC has been killing it with the miniseries.
0: Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know what, guys? Uh, If you're out there listening and watching and experiencing um, just drinking us in and you're enjoying the flavor, uh, in addition to liking and subscribing on YouTube, you could uh, go to uh, patreon.com slash Destructo and help us out. You can give us money. We will take that and we will use it for uh, terrible means. Uh, Just just the worst things you can think of. just give us your money and we'll we'll abuse it. Uh, but if you don't have any money to give us to abuse, you can just uh, come hang out with us. You can uh, you can just get down there in the comments and write us sassy little notes. You know, I like a sassy note. Brian, do you like a sassy note?
2: I like I've liked a sassy note or two in my
1: time. I like a sassy note, right? Yeah. Uh, um, I like a wine that has some sassy notes of oak. You know? Like um, if somebody's
2: whining to you, but, like, sassily.
1: Yeah.
0: But, it's, <laughs> yeah, but, it's a, yeah. but it's a treant that's doing it.
1: Yeah, like okay. Groot. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Um, he's only saying, I am Groot, but I'm, I know... He's well, you remember... He's, uh, he's slapping a lot of Maximus. sass on those I am Groots. Sap? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no.
2: The, uh, I always thought it was cool, the Inhumans, the Mad King, right? Like, uh what's his name Black Bolt's brother Black Bolt he can hear Groot he's like whenever he says I am Groot it's actually like all of the kind of undertones through the wood and the whistling and whatever that is really Hmm. telling you what he's saying so oh cute yeah yeah, that's how I'm picturing this whining sassy situation
1: every Um, time I think of Uh, Black Bolt. I always think of Jamie McKelvey. Uh, We're like friends on social media, and um, he just likes to point out that his name is Blackagar (laughs) Boltagon, which is just constantly funny to me. Um, You can also go to uh, johnnydestructo.com where you can buy my original t-shirts and stickers um, and art prints. These are t-shirts that
2: you've drawn and printed, right, JD? Not just t-shirts that you've owned and worn?
1: That's true, yes, yes. Uh, Yeah, I design and print my own shirts, yeah.
0: Um, Uh, Also, email us at cultpopgo at gmail.com, and we'll address your letters on the show. Questions, comments, concerns, topics of interest, comics you're reading, shit you want us to read, email us. Um, And then, just real quick, Bury Uh Me Alive on Steam. Do you have a link? No?
2: Yeah, thank you. There's also a Burn Me Alive 2 on uh, Kickstarter.
1: We'll find a okay. link, we'll put it in the show notes.
2: Yeah, we'll okay. do that uh, we'll do that next
1: time. Uh, all right. So uh, we're gonna do a thunder round. Thunder round. Or two. Uh, or two? I believe Brian's oh. up first.
2: Alright. You believe it?
1: Noel no? Noel, do you have the timer? Uh, I could have a timer. Because yeah. so my so watch you is call out call of Jewish.
0: My watch is dead, too. Hang on. Let me get my phone. Oh, shoot.
2: I could just time myself.
0: No. You can't be trusted. No. No. That's not how this I shit would works. I yell out end
2: of round and then oh, keep talking whatever. just like if you yell out end of round.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ooh. Ooh, he got you, boy. Uh, all right. I have it. Here we go. I got it. I got oh, it. I got okay. it. I got it. I got it. I got it. What? Oh, Jesus. Fuck. I got it. What, uh, what's a thunder round? I'll tell you. Thank you. Uh, Thunder Round is a 60 second review of a comic book. Brian's going to start us off with Girl Scouts Stone Ghost number one. Is that correct?
2: Uh, that is correct.
1: From Image Comics, <coughs> written and arted by Jim Mafood. Superstar artist and comics making weirdo Jim Mafood returns to his creator owned Girl Scouts universe for a brand new six issue miniseries. Join Dio, Turtleneck Jones, and Gordy as they face off against the sinister and unpredictable evil of the teeth. Hilarious, over-the-top psychedelic adventure will ensue, you guys. Ooh. All right. Brian, are you ready? I'm ready. And... Noel, if you please. Go.
2: Uh, I liked it. It has... The art has this kind of um, uh, 70s underground comics kind of vibe. Not that I'm that familiar with that with that uh, art style, but I like the mostly black and white with uh, a few colors kind of thing. Uh, um... There's even a little of, uh, well, just in the one of the guys, kind of Samurai Jack. That's very cool, too. Um, the dark background and the two colors. The only place that it stops, they go to this, like, legal pad kind of paper, um, to tell the backstory. It's very dense, um, and it kind of holds me up from this other feel of, of the rest of this careening comic, um... It was very cool. The characters are engaging. There's this twist that happens at the end. I don't know what's happening. And there's just uh, a cool look to the alien stuff and the alien design, uh, uh, both technology and species. And uh, the
0: main character is fun. End of round.
1: I don't end of round. More. Ah! Oh,
0: ah! stressful. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had an air horn. <laughs> In fact, do you guys know is this the video series or an ongoing... I don't know. Mini. Oh, Mini. Six mini. issues, right? And um, you set me
2: yeah. aside. Six of those, one of each, please, JD.
1: Yeah, brah. Thank you. Brah. 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 Uh, brah. No, yes. Brian already went. Shut up. Uh, Noel up. is up next with uh, I forgot what he's doing. Um, Radiant Black,
0: Radiant Black, number ten. Oh. Written by Radiant Black. 10, written by Kyle Higgins with art by Marcelo Costa. Solicitations are as follows. Welcome to existence, an unimaginable infinity beyond space and time. Marshall is trapped here, but how and why can he make it out? And what is the catalyst? Hit me up, All bro. Right, you ready? Do this shit. Yeah, let's I'm gonna. It.
1: Sixty seconds on the clock, and
0: go. All right, look. Um, I am known for a lot of things. But one of those things that I'm not known for is extreme hyperbole. So when I say this is the best superhero comic book on the stands, know that I'm saying that from a trusted source of information. This is literally the best superhero comic on the stands across all publishers. Radiant Black just gets better and better every single issue. It is Spider Man slash. Invincible slash Power Rangers slash Tarantino clerks. In clerks slash it's 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 in the wheelhouse of so many wonderful things. The Venn diagram that this fits inside of is very surprising, very well done. Um, they play with the format. They invest in characters and the universe that they're building is just so exciting. Every single issue gets better and, and better. I like ah.
2: the confident, relaxed pace, so unusual in a thunder round. It, I, so certain, it, it all came from here. We're gonna have here.
1: to make it them thirty works. seconds. It all came
0: from here because I wasn't yeah. trying to. I'm not, I'm not. I like. I explicitly don't want to talk about plot of this book unless you're up to date. Because yeah. issue four, something crazy happens. Issue seven, something yeah. crazy as fuck happens. Issue uh-huh. ten, it becomes a weird, trippy, black light life death thing. like the book just keeps upping the ante in so many fun ways it it's got the excitement level of invincible where um you there are times when you were reading invincible and you're like they can't get away no they did that uh characters die characters get old things happen status quo has changed like it's it's a it's there's a sense of familiarity because it is superhero comics and it's got so many references but there's also a sense of danger because you have no idea what is actually going to happen next. It's really cool.
1: Yeah. Uh, I book. second Noel's uh, entire Thunder Round. Uh, I uh, Man, I tried so hard to read all ten issues this week, and I got through nine of them. And I was all set this morning. I was like, I want to read number ten, but then my day just... a bunch of stuff happened and I wasn't able to get to it but boy is this if this isn't one of the most entertaining good times uh, good time reads that I've had in a long time this is I'm very excited about this book I really am highly into it I cannot wait to read number 10 highly recommend it Uh, the trade paperback is out now Uh, hit me up I have a comic shop I'll mail you a copy um Oh, and this mother—he got—he got the first issue uh, CG Seed at a nine point eight, which is very nice. Signed by Kyle Higgins. Oh, snap! Um, That's awesome. Yeah, the,
0: and also too—it's—it's it's one of those image first trade paperbacks. First six issues, nine ninety nine. There's literally no reason for people to just pick up the first trade paperback.
1: Yep. Mars Comics is in the comments saying, "Wow, that sounds great." I have not read this book, just may have to find those back issues.
0: Get it, get it, get
1: it. Hey, you know what? Speaking of back issues, I like Spider-Man. Yeah? And uh, I am currently trying to collect all of the Spider-Man epic collections. I've got numbers 2, 6, 7, 21, and 26. But if anyone is out in the wild and they see 1, 3, 4, 8, 15, 17, 18, 19, 20, or 22 let me know and I will pay you for it. Hey, can you can you actually like no joke,
0: can you actually write those numbers down like either in the chat or something so I can keep an eye yeah. on? Yeah. I'm you not gonna try. remember one, three, four, eight, and then the rest of the numbers just trailed
1: off. Yeah. I've been drinking. Um Well me too. I am drinking white rascal Belgian style white ale. Um my first
0: delicious. is Victory Mary Monkey, which is a ten percent Belgian-style ale. It is almost gone. And then uh, I'm going to keep drinking. Um, I'm oh. typing. Oh, yeah, get those in there. Um, uh, Epic collections are just as wonky as... Um, not wonky. Uh, desirable by some facets of the collector community as omnibuses and or, uh, oversized hardcovers are. Like, <laughs> people... <laughs> people jump on epic collections also too
1: because they are often not reprinted So here's the thing yeah. that is shocking to me. the thing that excited me about the epic collections were the fact that they were so beautiful you get a big chunk of story like a big run of of whatever your favorite comic is and they go in they go in chronological order um, they're not released in chronological order. But they, they eventually, once they're all released, they're in chronological order. And um, it, it just annoys me so much that they don't keep them in print. Uh, it's super frustrating. So that's why I'm trying to scrounge and grab them before they go out of print. Um, and I've, I only have a handful of them, but how I'm such many, a big Spidey fan that I would love to... How many are there? Do you know?
0: Um, is And this one, is two, Amazing three, Spider-Man?
1: Not... There's Wait. 15 of them so far. Oh. But it's not 1 through 15, which is frustrating. But it's it's they're called Amazing Spider-Man? Amazing. Okay. Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man Epic Collections, yeah. Um, all right. Actually, you can take 18 off of that one, Venom, because I ordered it from Barnes & Noble today. Sweet. I found the copy. Um, anyway, thanks, guys. Uh, Let's talk about another comic book that came out this week. It's going to be... DC vs. Vampires number 2 from DC Comics. Duh! Written by James Tynan IV and Matt Rosenberg with art by Otto Schmidt. The war for the very survival of the human race has begun. A mysterious new vampire lord has already put a plan in motion to conquer the Earth. (coughs) And the first step is destroys the Justice League. But the world's greatest detective might be last Earth. Nope. But the world's greatest detective might be Earth's last hope, <laughs> and it's time for the bad family to hunt. I did not get a chance to read this issue. I really, really liked DC vs. Vampires number one. I was excited to read this one, and yet again, my day fell apart. So, uh, Brian! Yeah? Stifle that yawn and tell me what you thought.
2: Put it back in. I liked Thank it. You. I liked DC vs. Vampires number two. Um, yeah. It's fun. It's a fun book. Um, I like when Green Arrow shoots one of the vampires through the heart, and he, you know, disappears just as he's just as he's being uh, uh, leapt leapt upon. Whatever, uh, the vampire's <laughs> leaping at him, and he should perfect. What would DC heroes do if they had to fight vampires? Kind of stuff, you know. Um, and it's cool. You've got the Bat Family are kind of taking point on this, trying to figure out what's going dude, on.
1: I, I there's one thing there's one thing we don't get enough of. It's Batman related Bat- stuff. Emily.
2: Yes, um, they do. Damn it, I, I'm with you on that. But they do seem to fit in this <sighs> in this story, right? Like he gathers right. the people that he can trust. Uh, I was a little disappointed. Uh, mm. How do you feel about saying who gets killed?
0: I, um, I figured you'd have feelings about this
2: yeah I'm mostly just disappointed because I'm like oh we don't get to see him as a vampire that kind of sucks you know or just in the story at all
1: well let's well, let's spoil it he let's spoil it um, I'm sorry so, I'm distracted by Batgirl here goodness yeah, Otto right. Schmidt Otto
0: Schmidt yeah um, so um, Hal <laughs> Jordan is the sleeper agent uh, vampire on the Justice League and he is making himself known selectively and murdering when necessary. And it makes perfect sense too, because he is able to, with the power of his ring, actually like adjust UV. So he could be, yeah, I of think it's sun. a real good yeah. reason. It was solid. Yeah. Um, so he would not be suspected by normal means. Um, and then they, they kind of hint at there's sleeper agents in almost all the teams. And I love that Batman actually kind of like tested his whole family. <laughs> he, he slipped them stuff. Um, but anyway, um how, has a heart to heart with Barry and kills him. <gasps> he kills the Flash, and it's because how you know the vampire nation uh, realized that even if they turned him, his because of his metabolism, he would literally need to eat the planet in order to be useful, and he could stop them. So he took him out.
1: No, 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 no. Sorry. What? I mean, it's,
0: it's a, the dude they, vibrates,
1: the dude vibrates through shit. How did yeah. he snap his neck? He, well, well I mean, he, he had put him encased through him,
0: him
2: in a green energy bubble, which
1: he can't really vibrate out of believe. a green energy
0: bubble. Uh, yeah. it, it, like they, they talk through it. So I, I don't remember the exact details in dialogue, <laughs> but he essentially comforts Barry into a chair that he makes and they're both talking. And while they're talking, the chair just clutches him and keeps him. And then he tries to vibrate out of it, and he's able to like stop him. It was a whole like planned thing to the point where he just has him still and stuck in a bubble, and adjusts the bubble to rip him apart.
1: It's frictionless space that can he can't see vibrate Barry out of. Not
2: being able to vibrate through that, it makes sense. What's that, Brian? It does. It? I guess I can see Barry not being able to vibrate through an energy construct like that. Part makes sense. Um, Although, as I may have mentioned on the show before, I have never been a fan of the idea that the Flash needs to eat a lot to because yeah. of his super speed powers. To me, it doesn't make sense, right? Like, he is moving far in excess
0: of whatever sort of, of energy he eat. is
2: getting from 800 hamburgers. That it's just like... That doesn't make sense as an explanation. That oh, his metabolism is so fast. Oh, I thought it was super speed, and so he needs to eat a lot.
0: I thought it. I don't. I don't. I. I never took it as a direct one for one, fuel in, fuel out. So much as the access that the speed force can't. Um, you know, that like, may
2: be. They used to pitch it as like in the early Wally West days of that being the case when I was first exposed to it, mm-hmm. um, and I think that came from the TV show, or they were at least around the same time, the nineties show. It was like, I need to eat this much to maintain... You know, like, I use up so much energy <clears throat> moving mm-hmm. around like that. Also, it limits his powers, so I'm never into that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, just as an explanation, it just always fell a little flat with me. Um,
0: yeah, what is but mainly actually? it's just
2: because oh. we don't get to see the Flash do more stuff in this story.
0: I, this is trying to be... and I, I mean, this is a compliment. This is This series so far, it's trying to be deceased it's trying to be injustice it's trying to do a shocking uh horror-tinged mini-series um where all bets are off so one of the features of these series is how and who they murder shockingly mm-hmm. same thing with honestly it's the same thing with dark knights of steel like i feel like that's got the same kind of flavor of all bets are off um we're going to do shocking things so I I almost expect every single issue to have kind of like a scene like this where they will take someone off the board or someone will get turned. So I almost don't – my brain doesn't – like unless it's wildly egregious that like, you know, Batman would forget his keys and that's why he was murdered. Like as long as it's not just so egregiously simple and stupid or out of character as that – I usually don't nitpick at the, or I'm not saying you are nitpicking, but in general, like I didn't even, it didn't even register with me to think, well, he could vibrate out of this type of construct. Like mm. I was just like, Oh, they're going to kill him. Okay.
1: Mm.
0: Like, I don't know. I, I didn't, this is like brutal a reading movie. this
1: page. Yeah. Reading this page is brutal. And that was it too. The scene like itself he's been, was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great scene. And the fact Dude, that he like would Hal's, drink the planet.
2: How's uh, emotion about it is cool too.
1: Mm-hmm. That, yeah like he's he wanted bummed to
2: convert barry they just wouldn't let him yeah um
1: that sucks
2: he's like he's upset that he had to kill him
0: yeah this is a this is a fun yeah, series. This, this is I a cool series i don't i don't think it's as good as Deceased yet that book was just 100 right out the gate especially so yeah i read one and two this uh this week i didn't read the first one previously and uh because i don't think i was on that show um, I did not like the first issue much at all. They, hmm. The way that they handled exposition was just so clunky. Um, it seemed rushed. It's, the pace was just super off. But this issue really clicked, and it was really fun. So I, I feel like they found their groove. Also, Otto Schmidt, I feel like the art wasn't as strong in the first issue as it is in this one. His style is very exaggerated and kinetic. Yeah. Which could sometimes come off as loose, uh, but he seems so That's much more comfortable in this issue.
1: That's weird. I don't think that that cover is by Otto Schmidt. That does not look like Otto Schmidt's cover work.
2: Also, Everyman is in it What an obscure villain from uh 52, yeah. I believe, is when he premiered. I, who's I
1: Everyman? Was,
2: exactly.
0: <laughs> there are some, he like, was
2: when Luther was giving everybody powers in 52. I believe uh, he was one of them, one of the people who got powers,
1: or something. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm definitely going to catch up with this. This is a lot of fun. I, I, I'm excited to read this. Yeah, this
0: is a fun series. I like. Uh, yeah. It, yeah, I think this will, and it's twelve yeah. issues. Nice. But uh, um, speaking of like weird, uh, low rent supervillains, I think I was reading. I read the first couple issues of Iron Man. By Chris Cantwell because I just completely skipped it. Oh yeah. The, the Unicorn. Are you guys familiar with the Unicorn? No. He's a he's a supervillain from like I guess the seventies. He's a guy called the Unicorn. Yeah. He's got a blast that comes out of his forehead.
1: That makes and sense. No the way.
0: Unicorn on it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That tracks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like. Um.
1: I believe it.
2: That's what I call myself. If I had a blast that came out of my head.
0: Unicorn obviously yeah. you know what
1: i i found uh my uh my assistant uh, let me know that um a unicorn is uh what they call a w- went oh the woman that yeah. a couple would like to sleep with yeah well, i thought it was code for or literally would, anything they,
2: willing to
0: i thought it yeah. was well I yeah thought, i think i thought the unicorn or a unicorn is just relationship code in general of something that seems too good to be true like the perfect version of what it is so like a mm. single man that is has a great job and like the perfect parent or something is a unicorn oh. when you're dating as a divorcee or like like every faction of mm. or every Where's every demographic unique? every demographic has their like unicorn yeah, yeah
1: it's possible yeah uh all right Let's move on to Kate Bishop Hawkeye. Nope, Hawkeye Kate Bishop number 1 from Marvel Comics, written by Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mar- Mar- Marik Neocamp. N- 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 Marike Neocamp with art by Enid Balam. Kate's heading home or at least back to New York, and as much as she wants to go back to where her friends her chosen family are, she's changed since she is last on the East Coast. So she's picked up a pit stop case first. A confidence booster to prove to herself she's making the right decision and not going to backslide into her past just by changing time zones. Besides, the case that we all have. is perfect. Swanky Resort? Check. Jewel Heist? Pff, check. Almost definitely 100% a trap. That's where it ends. Um, There's no check? That, right? I, just, I, yeah. I, don't, I guess it's a Yes, secret. or are we to know? Um, you'll have to read to find out. Hey, Brian, did you read to find out?
2: I did. I didn't know that I was reading to find out, but I found out while reading. It was a trap. And uh, I think it's a trap, you guys. And I and,
1: think it's uh, uh, a yeah.
0: trap. <laughs> um, uh,
2: but, yeah, you it think was it? fun. It was a fun book. Yeah. Um, I felt... Similar to Black Panther, but less egregiously. I um I felt like I didn't know what came right before this. But I expected to even less and it's fine. Like (coughs) this one introduced everything um in a in a handy way, in a very capable way. Um I liked the texts back and forth with people. Mm -hmm. Uh you know, trying to get her to come back to New York or I I thought that uh, interchange between Her and the various people that she's texting worked really well and, um, was delivered well. You know, it's something that I think we're still figuring out as a society, like how to put texts into some kind of medium, be it TV or comics or whatever. Um, so I thought the art was cool. I thought the art really fit the story. The fight scenes are kinetic and the people are drawn well, and, uh... Like I said, I was like, you know, I bet that's the Circus of Crime. And so I just looked online to make sure that the Circus of Crime was a real thing that I was thinking of. And it is. They're in Marvel well, Comics. They pop by. It's yes, a
1: Hawkeye thing, too. Okay, so that, that's what I was wondering. I, is the Circus of Crime from Daredevil?
2: No. They've been around. They were in the Hulk it was like, a couple of times.
1: Weren't they, um, weren't they like the first episode of Daredevil? One of the first issues of Daredevil?
0: I don't, I don't know. I the only time I've ever really explored them or seen them is literally in the Fraction Aja Hawkeye series and oh. Clint's history with the Circus of Crime. He he rolled with them for a long time. That's where he met the oh, swordsman okay. and stuff.
2: Is that where he he was like, you know, when he was a villain, when he was first introduced, mm-hmm. was it the Circus of Crime? There was,
0: see, that's um, what I thought, either, too. I, I don't know if it origin in the Circuits of crime or hooked up with yeah, the Circuits yeah. of crime, but his, his background as a villain is involved with the Circuits of crime. Is, yeah.
1: Um, his, their first appearance was actually in, uh, incredible Hulk number three, 1962.
0: There you go. And yeah. there you
1: go. Um, but, um, yeah. Yeah, this was fun. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Amazing Spider Man number 16 is the issue I was thinking of, which features the yellow and brown clad daredevil huh. uh, and the Circus of Crime with the Ringmaster. Uh, the so, Ringmaster. Yeah, that's what I, when I yeah. finished this issue, I was like, oh, is this going to be the, like the Ringmaster? So, yeah. It's cool. See, it's cool. and I
2: similarly looked it up on, uh, you know, and found the Wikipedia page, and I expected to see Hawkeye among the members. That were listed and he was not, um, which obviously Wikipedia is not the ironclad source of all things, but usually pretty good with this kind of thing, you know. Um, so yeah, I didn't know I, what was going on there.
0: I, I did not, I am not making up in my head canon Hawkeye's association with the Circuits of Crime. It no, is just, he definitely it's,
2: was it's just a recent. member of that when they first encounters Captain yeah, America. Right? It's it,
0: I, I don't, I don't know. All I know is that it was. Two huge Marvel zombie nerds, one by the name of Matt Fraction and one by the name of David Aha, made it a component of their reimagining of Hawkeye. So it came from somewhere, oh. right? Like it's just, I, I'm not exactly sure. I just know that, at least in modern Marvel comics, it is intrinsically kind of involved in the Hawkeye mythology.
2: It could be that, or maybe originally he was. A member of a circus, maybe swordsman, and then and then Fraction and I. Uh, yeah, maybe they just page it, p- like melded the
0: two together. Yeah, I wish that this issue started with page ten. Yeah, that's that's like my only mild gripe with it. It was it's adorable, it's enjoyable, but the whole first ten page action scene and <clears throat> um, scene setting uh, ended up being kind of. Uh, just extended expository because the actual story doesn't start till like page ten when she's yeah. saying goodbye to, via a note to her office. I like I don't know it's just I was I was just like day walking through or sleepwalking through the first ten pages waiting for a hook and it, ate the yeah, vampire day walking <laughs> it and a hook literally never came until page ten when she just is like I'm going back to New York. I liked the little bits about how. She doesn't really know how to define herself in New York because she was a different person that she doesn't want to be again. But that wasn't intrinsic to this, you know, masked dudes side quest thing. It was fine, but it just felt useless. Uh, It felt like they were going, they felt like they were bending over backwards to reconcile whatever. Status quo mini series Kate's been in in the last couple of years, and I honestly don't care. Well, just tell me where she is now
1: and go various. Kate, 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 um, Kate Bishop had her own series, um, Uh where she went to California, uh, near Muscle Beach and started trying to become a um private detective, uh, a la uh, alias what's her name,
0: Jessica Jessica Jones.
1: Jones. Jessica Jones, yeah, and she actually. Jessica Jones was actually in that. And then she was also the leader of the West Coast Avengers. None of this is important. I understand, Noel. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. But I also understand the need for continuity of, like, for all the people who are invested in those relationships and her moving out there and and trying to set this whole thing up and become her own person, I get wanting to sort of, like, acknowledge it and then move on. It could happen in page 10 when she's writing her goodbye note. That's
0: what it, like... Yeah. I get that just like give me one scene where it just acknowledges what happened first and we're telling a new story. But doing it mm-hmm. for literally for 10 pages over a just fine action scene with mass you know, faceless goons. I was like it felt it felt like a digital issue or a zero issue that was just like tacked on for padding. And then by the time we finally got into kind of like the dynamics of what the rest of the series, I guess, is going to be the this like resort that's a trap. That all felt incredibly rushed. So I was like, I wish you would have. It did. It felt really rushed. Like, I didn't know about her sister. I didn't know about her family history. I didn't know about those dynamics. I didn't know about the mystery. So, like, that all felt rushed because they padded the front to me. And I was like, I wish this was structured a little bit differently.
1: Hmm. It worked just fine for me. I I actually really liked it. Uh, It didn't bother me, the beginning and the end. I feel the end felt rushed. I didn't think the beginning was um, unnecessary. I was in. uh, I enjoyed it. I liked the text back and forth. Um, I do like the artwork, for the most part. It's a little, it's interesting, it's got his own thing going on. Um, I'm gonna nitpick, it's such a stupid little thing. I've zoomed in here is it the to a, a page. I oh, know. No. Okay. Like, ah, uh, th- she has left these people for the police. And, uh, the way she has left this gentleman trussed up <sighs> is, uh... To have the very tippy tippy toe point of the arrow holding his jacket sleeve.
2: How's he gonna get out of that? JD. How's he gonna How's he gonna
1: undo that? Tip, that tiny little piece of arrow that's in the in the in the wall.
2: I mean, you're not suggesting he could just take the jacket off.
1: That is a, what no uh, what I'm suggesting is he could literally just pull his arm off of it because I, this much arrow is holding him to the wall I, like the the other hand is, is
0: like clay paste so he probably couldn't get very yeah. far anyway but I like I, I actually guess. want to nitpick I, I there are two things that many artists do not like to draw one is cars the other one is dogs/ horses and uh-huh. I am not a fan of some of these panels of Lucky the Pizza Dog.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, pizza dog looks fine. What this one
0: right here. Uh the top right. The-, the top right. Just zoom in on him. I think <laughs> <laughs> he looks cute. And then and then he's later on he's running and like his, his whole jaw is like dislocated from his face and then there's a weird <laughs> just, Like right here on this left on the left. <laughs> i i don't know why i just kept zeroing in on lucky's depiction and it's just like oh come on go down
1: oh it takes so takes so long for this to zoom in there he is (laughs) and he looks
0: he looks like like lucky by way of jonah hex
1: (laughs) that's how jowls in movement look Noel. okay um all right this is fun um, it's, it's, I was really enjoying the Kelly Thompson Hawkeye stuff more. Um, I'm going to try and give this an issue or two to see if I stay on. Uh, I really liked the Kelly Thompson, the, the West Coast Avengers and, and her Hawkeye run. I think were so much fun. Um, so it's hard for me to say goodbye to that run, but, um, this, this could, this could pick up. Did um, you read, do you, you read the whole Kelly Thompson stuff? I'm reading it now. Oh,
0: I'm ready yeah. of it. Ah, it's good. I, I, love I sampled, I one sampled of my the West. I sampled the West Coast Avengers book, and I didn't like it. Hmm. But I would read. It's very silly. I would give the yeah. I it was. Um, I just I think I just think I wasn't in the mood for it. Meanwhile, like, been reading Runaways, and it's my favorite thing right now. So like, I'm I'm not against mm-hmm. silly. I just mm, yeah yeah. I don't like broad Dan that much.
1: Dan H is uh, in the comments saying this has Mockingbird vibes. A little bit the chelsea kane uh, storyline i think um all right is that all the issues yeah yeah uh, it's, yes it is i well, got we had
2: talked about talking well, about hawkeye the show
1: i i well that's what's coming up next
0: I, oh you gotta go i have a hard stop in about six or seven minutes you want to start
1: talking about you it do. you're right I, did you like fun. it Noel? the show yeah
0: yeah it was um it yeah. is a here let me let, first of all let's let's do this correctly
1: Let's move oh. that. Mars says, Let's move these. Wow, that sounds great. I have not read this book. Just may have to find those back issues. No, that was old. That was old. I think that was
2: about Radiant Black.
1: That was Radiant Black. We already read that one. Um, Welcome to Gutter Talk. All right, we got We're six minutes.
0: Hawkeye.
1: Um, yeah, Hawkeye uh,
0: episode one and two. I liked it a lot. It was adorable. It is, Me too. It is so incredibly cliched and tropey. It's fine. I'm in stakes are relatively low. It's all character focused and it's comedic. Great. I love the way that Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye is so nonplussed with everything. Yeah. Everything.
1: He's been there. Yeah. Done that. Uh, Like,
0: and to match him with the energy of, of Kate, where she's very charming, but also very aggressively pushy. And Mm -hmm. He, like the scene I'm where excited. they're just yeah the scene where he's just walking her to work and she's like hitting him with stuff and he's she's like well what do you think about this like I don't think about that what do you want to do here I don't want to do that like it's not a problem for me because it's not a
1: problem I I don't care and I just loved it's that not, energy it's not quite as pathetic as um, Tom Holland's Peter Parker constantly leaving messages for Tony uh, but that was perfect like I am no. ready.
0: I think yeah. that was perfect for for that version of Spider-Man, whereas this is... Oh, yeah absolutely, it's as, but it's I'm saying it's... Polit- it's, it's, yeah. it's much more confident because mm-hmm. she is... I, there was a couple of articles and uh, complaints I've seen where she's a she's a Mary Sue, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? Hang on, hold on, hold on, hold on. In the purest sense of the form, yeah. <laughs> for the story, she literally is a Mary Sue. They spend the whole first 15 minutes of the first episode explaining as to why she has acquired all of these skills, needs to know all of these things. It is inherently her sense of control and needs a sense of control and protective nature for her to become a Mary Sue of sorts. Like, that is literally her character. And that's totally
1: fine because it works within the the, show.
2: I've always understood the term Mary Sue to be when the author inserts themselves as a character, basically.
1: Well, no, that's not true. sad boys have co-opted it now and they use Mary Sue for just any old time. They see a woman character and they don't like that. She's good at shit. I was going to say like throw
0: that term around. Hold on. Hold on. I'm not getting angry about this. I don't agree with it. In regards to her being a capable character and acts as a deus ex machina within the scenes and situations that they put her, it makes perfect sense that she's capable and has solutions. Yes. It is her character, well, that literally. Well, that not a Mary it's, Sue. B- but they're complaining in the in the sense that they are mislabeling Mary Sue as somebody who just mm-hmm. knows how to do stuff for the plot to move. Yeah. Well. She is. And that's the entire also- point of the character.
1: But also, she is someone who has been training since she was... What did I just say? Eight years old. What did I just say? Right. Yeah. I'm agreeing with their misuse of the
0: term because it's accurate. And it's a plus, not a, pro, not a con. It's a pro, not a con. It's, it's the feature, not the uh, bug. Mars
1: Comics is saying, what is a Mary Sue? Not sure, really. You want the fake one or the real one? Let's start with real. The real one.
2: The real one is when uh, uh, Robert Heinlein did this a lot. When I, I think it actually comes from uh, Star Trek fan fiction. Was the name mm-hmm. of a character, Mary Sue, mm. and it's when the author, kind of, you know, being a, especially in fan fiction, being a fan of that thing, inserts themselves into a story, and a character who's very, very similar to who they are in real life, but is good at everything and solves whatever problem it is. And all of the other people that in the show that they love turn to their character that is them and say, you're great. That is something I never could have done. That was amazing. (laughs) It's and um, it's
0: it's flagellation. It's it's uh, self-congratulatory validation that they insert into the story. Yeah.
2: And different writers uh, who are not writing fan fiction have done it to different degrees you know, sometimes they use it. I think as a, as a mouthpiece to say what they want to say, their opinion in a story. And you mean they do it because you they
0: mean an agenda? Themselves in <laughs> yeah.
1: Um,
2: um, take but, one.
1: Uh, people, people who I call sad boys on the internet um, have sort of taken that phrase and they just keep misusing it. Like they call Ray a Mary Sue, even though she fails a lot in Star Wars uh, in the sequels. Um, and so anytime basically they see a female character that has abilities or powers or, or uh, capabilities that they don't think they should have, they're just like, ah, oh, it's a Mary Sue. Yeah, yeah I think, think I, those
2: people think that these things are unearned, right? Like yeah. that's yeah. their supposed gripe with it is that, yeah. well, this character just showed up and she's automatically good without having to work for it. Never yeah. mind that like characters start out that way. All the time. Oh yeah, it's I was gonna, gonna, gonna say like their, they're already
0: good at something. their definition of Mary Sue, the most perfect example of it is Luke Skywalker. Yeah, he's a, he's a fucking yeah. farm boy that gets like three lessons in the Force and like takes out the entire Death Star. Death, literally Star. Yeah. three lessons. That movie takes place over the course of like forty eight hours.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: and he's able to he finds out what the, the Force entire... is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, all in the yeah. same. All you the... but like. Yeah. Same logic applied to Rey and, and the Force Awakens. Like, how does she yeah. hold her own? Like, the fucking Earth split and they
1: couldn't fight. Relax. Yeah. <laughs> also, Kylo Ren was shot with a goddamn bowcaster, which also, throws people across the room. We saw her like fort
0: like earlier in the movie, did like destroy like fourteen people with a bow staff. Like, she's not incapable. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. It's just it's, she's been
1: surviving on a desert planet by herself for like over a decade. Although, so anyway, you know, Mars—that's like, what it mirrors.
2: Although uh, Mars Comics <laughs> asks if it's a know-it-all, and I think not really in the original sense, right? Like, yes, but they, in context of the story, are justified, and that like they actually do know what they are talking about in this yeah. thing that is written by the person that, that they are yeah. in the real world.
1: Yeah, but like, yeah, it's usually unearned, right? So I'm um, like. They, they think that a female character is able to do things that and there's no reason why she can do it. Where um, when, to go back to the show, it's established oh. Oh, yeah. immediately that she uh, sees Hawkeye in action and wants to be him or wants to be able to protect yeah. her family. So she just starts training as a very young girl. From and that's like why eight, she has all these abilities.
0: Yeah, from 8 to 8, or uh, what is it, like, uh, 10 to 22? I think that's like a old 12, because it's yeah, 2012 to 2024. Um, yeah, like, the whole opening sequence is literally her acquiring every single, like, black belt level and archery trophy, and, like, she just goes hard. And I, I love yeah. the idea of this character being so incredibly capable when it comes to physicality and or talent, but so incredibly green when it comes to just interpersonal skills, taking hints, understanding mm. how, like that is right yeah. for, for my enjoyment. And I just really enjoyed it. My wife, um, who is used to, we, every Wednesday we watch these shows as like just a, a, a thing in our house. Um, and she's used to Loki and WandaVision and like mm. things feeling like events. So yeah the smaller nature or the slightness of the first two episodes of this, she was like, Oh yeah, it was, it was good. But there was no like ramp up excitement. So I was like, just, just hold with it. It's supposed to be smaller. So like, I, I, I know that not everybody is enjoying it as much as me.
2: I think I was going I, into it with that perspective, right? I was like, yeah. all right, it's only Hawkeye. It's not going to be anything, you know, so mind blowing. And, um, but it was fun, you know. It was a yeah. uh, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. I didn't think I wasn't going to enjoy it, but I didn't think I was going to care about it that much. Um, but uh, but I did. It was cool. Um, you know, of the of the non powered Avengers shows that we've gotten so far, I think it's the best. This Same. and Falcon and Winter Soldier, I guess, are the, is yeah. the only other one. Um, right. I love it. Yeah, I'm having uh, a bucket of fun. Yeah, it was a lot I mean, of fun. She's, a,
1: she's the yeah, she's perfect.
2: Yeah, she's great. I like that she is seemingly the you know the more main character. She's the, um, she's
1: the main antagonist.
0: Yeah, I, I like that they dropped both episodes or two episodes at once because they it really yeah. was one episode to fully establish yeah. Kate, and then
1: yeah
0: they
2: yeah if it ended after the first the episode for this one I. You know, I still would have watched the next one, but I wouldn't have been anywhere near as interested, Mm -hmm. uh, as interested in it. Once the story gets going, it's much better. And I'll tell you, her stepfather, I was like, who is that guy? As
1: (laughs) soon as he walked on stage, I knew exactly who that was. I wasn't sure. I had
2: forgot, you know, I don't know that character that well. Um, Me
1: neither. I just knew him from Empire, honestly.
2: Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, Mm Yeah. And it, I didn't remember his his name, but I'm like that guy's got to be some guy. You know? Yeah, look at that it's mustache; he's somebody.
0: That sword yeah. guy, that sword man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. nobody's that
2: <laughs> interested yeah. in swords without <laughs> having some sort of without uh,
0: being sword uh, man. A,
1: yeah, a, yeah. without writer. being yeah. sword guy, sword? Yeah. <laughs> stab man.
2: <laughs> um, um, classic uh, way of finding out by Kate Bishop. That was very cool. I always like that kind of thing. Oh yeah, she's like. Attacking him for real, and he takes her out with no
0: problem. I'm I'm uh, very intrigued by, like, whatever uh, mafia-style machinations are happening on the background. So, like, I'm super intrigued by the murder mystery part of it because these are names that I don't necessarily know in the Marvel universe. So it's, what is this going to be connected to? The mother is in a very interesting situation where she's the head of a globally recognized security but has dealings that seem not on the up and up and shady started the whole series with having arguments with about stability with the father. Mm. So there's, yeah. there's, there's ripe for all kinds of like weird things and who's the, going to be the actual bad guy. I just like, I think it's, I think yeah. it's really dope. And also too, echo motherfuckers. That was echo. Yeah.
1: I wasn't going to spoil
0: it, but yeah, no, as, soon it doesn't as, matter. as soon as we saw her, I'll are off. It's echo almost always a week. Start off as a, as a villain. Yes. She is a hench. She was started out as a henchman of of uh, of kingpin, who, oh, uh, you know, raised her after killing her father.
1: Oh. Yeah, but yeah. As yeah. soon as I saw her listening to the stereo that way, I was like, "Oh, that's Echo." Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: spoiler or not, they they did announce that there will be an Echo Disney Plus show. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. So hey, now I All did right. think the clue that uh, she finds when he. Uh, Duquesne pulls out the butterscotch and eats it, and she's like, oh, "I gotta get out of here." It's like, well, I mean, that is his uh, presumably beloved uncle. He might. That's have, what I
1: thought was wait, weird, right? Like she was right. like, "Oh my god, what?" I'm like, "You're related, right?" I right. took it as a flex. <laughs>
0: I think he knows that she was there and was just like, "Butterscotch."
1: Like, oh, oh you think he I, did no, that on purpose?
0: I genuinely took it as a flex of his. Like, oh. I'm under your skin.
1: Oh, that's interesting. have fun oh i didn't get that
0: uh that's how i yeah. that's how i, oh, took I see it.
1: not not her yeah, like sense, having yeah. an aha more she of him was being very like, strong in her ah. reaction to it you know it's entirely possible that like that place uh had cameras because she stops there and picks it up and goes monogrammed butterscotch so he could have seen that on the video camera or whatever and been yeah this, this is her flex him flexing on her that's a good point yeah. i i it could be i thought wrong, that was weird so i'm said. like
0: Right, like he, you like he he was. He was yeah. playing with her the whole time and yeah. lying to her, and then it was just like you know you think you're onto me, butterscotch.
2: Eh. Now I wonder also if you know because Armand was telling Armon. Duquesne like, oh this this uh, fiance of yours is maybe up to no good, but I wonder. If she is, what like if his version of bad news is not that bad of news. You know what I mean? Huh? You don't
1: know. What I huh? Mean. Huh? That's what? what? What Huh? I stopped listening.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I just I got All buzzed. Right. But you're sure tra- uh, you're going yeah, to be that. <laughs> I was listening to you. What if what if? I got it. I'm very excited for this show. I think it is it is it is uh appropriately tropey in regards to action movies and uh rom or um buddy cop movies and the holidays it's perfect
1: yeah oh i love that it's said in the christmas it's it's explicitly an
0: action movie trope to have like christmas themed or holiday themed um action buddy cop
1: yeah
0: comedy machinations i think it's great and I really, really... Oh, before we go, I my favorite part of the whole fucking thing is Clint's relationship with his wife. He right. tells her everything. Literally yeah. everything.
1: Yeah. She is and a she part like, of every move. She has an opinion
2: about it, oh, yeah. and they talk.
1: And, and, she, I, and she even knows that like one of the moves that he's going to pull is a gnat move. Yeah. It's a Black Widow move. And every time... there's been There's like two two scenes I think where they sort of like reflect on the fact that Nat existed and was very important Um, and I was just like oh I like
0: a lesser show would try and create um, inorganic or just fabricated or or jammed in conflict by having that just tropey like well you said you were gonna be home like (laughs) making her a nag or making him a liar and they just have this well worn in understanding of each other and i i hey, like fucking this it's it be. to be yeah i loved take it
1: care of this thing
0: absolutely loved it yeah, yeah.
1: it's like mj and pete yeah yeah all yeah. right in, so in the LARPing comic books was that i fun. Yeah. yeah
0: that was so dumb never
2: gonna see that guy again
0: Grills. Yeah. yeah i mean i think he's i think he's gonna be pivotal to phase four but we'll see yeah.
1: we'll see all right, we got to get out of here. one was <laughs> supposed to have a hard stop at 10.30. It's 10.53. We love you. Thank you for hanging out with us. Email us at coldpopgo at gmail.com. Let us know what you're thinking of Hawkeye, the TV show. And um, that's it. We love you. Thank you so much. And we will talk at you later. Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Hardcast. Where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA.